Like, you can't go wrong with love. You can go wrong with everything else, but you can't go wrong with love. You're listening to The Signal Man with your host, Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Matt, welcome to the show. Great to have you on here. How are you today? I'm doing good. Doing good. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, I know of you a little bit as an author and a speaker, but could you tell the listening audience, the vast listening audience, what, what is your story? I mean, I know that's a really open-ended question, so feel free to answer it however you like. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I'll try not to make it too long. So, I, I mean, the basis is, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a spiritual guy. You know, I grew up in church. Uh, I grew up in a really kind of a fundamentalist background, uh, very conservative, very strict, um, had... A crazy dysfunctional childhood with lots of abuse of many kinds, you know. But my mom was always there, and she was just um, just a, a voice of of love, you know, uh, and of encouragement, uh, and still is today uh, in my life. And and I think I have a somewhat decent self esteem because of that. You know, uh, because of her influence in my life. Uh, but um, beyond that, you know, I, I I went to college. I kind of started figuring out that some of this fundamentalism isn't what I like, but I like God. I like Jesus. Um, uh, and so I sort of had to figure out what to let go, what to fist out, you know, because I didn't want to let go of everything altogether because it meant a lot to me. But I thought there had to be something different. So I, you know, and that takes years. I've been on this journey. It seems like the longer I live, the more liberal I get. And and uh, along the way, I lost a brother, 21. He was 23. He was involved in a fatal motorcycle accident. Uh, And then I lost, about a year and a half ago, I lost my sister uh, to breast cancer. Uh, so that coupled with, you know, all of the pain, you know, of my dysfunctional childhood and the abuse and all that stuff. And there's been a lot of recovery going on in my life. So here's the last part I'll add about my story, and then we can just go from there, is that I'm, I'm in recovery, I'm a recovered alcoholic. Uh, I'll be sober July 28th for 11 years. Wow. Uh, I just came out. I'm a gay man. Uh, and I was married for 23 years. I have two wonderful daughters um, who are 17 and 19. And I just came out literally, well, I mean, this past uh, uh, November 3rd is when I came out publicly. I was out, you know, several months before that to friends and family. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I'm like in the whole new, you know, genre of my life um and <laughs> it's uh one of the reasons for coming out and for not being gay when i was younger was that was part of the fundamentalism and um i think had i waited to get married i you know or or not gotten married at such a young age i got married at 23 i think had i been 28 or so i would not have gotten married um to a woman 
will do what has to be done which is uh. <laughs> which is not everybody can say that uh, I mean that's that's a pretty hard thing I mean take any one of these things surviving abuse um, going into uh, getting sober uh, saying yeah. hey you know this 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 isn't who I am and that would be hard enough if you're married 23 years to as an agnostic right but here you are yeah. in this conservative Christian community doing that um, and yeah. I, I've known about you a little bit and it sounds like some of those things have been hard. Um, and, and yet you did it anyway, which I think is so, so important for people to hear and, and not, you're not, you know, this, this broken shell of yourself, you're reinventing yourself and, and it sounds like you're, you're doing some great things. I heard you were, you were just in a musical as you were very humble. You're like, yeah, I'm in a musical. I, I heard through the grapevine that you were Jesus in the musical. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I I have returned to the theater. I um like used to do drama musicals that kind of stuff when I was young, college and high school, and 
I just never did. I'm a musician, and I've been a worship leader professionally. I was for 21 years full time, and uh, and I just never had the you know the bandwidth to, to do anything like that. So as I've been changing my career path, has taken me into the places that I had some uh, time where I was able to do that. So yeah, joined up with Cast of Godspell here in the local community theater. Was just wanting to be in the chorus, you know, like. Uh, you know, get my feet wet again, and instead was casting a lead role. <laughs> and awesome. oh, a, a month before, I thought there there is no way all of this information is going to fit my brain. All of these, I mean, it was so much work, but it was such a challenge and such an honor to be able to play that role that really focuses on those parts of Jesus that even people that aren't Jesus followers are. Or don't believe that Jesus was divinity, the Son of God, or whatever. Appreciate about Jesus, about a love, and you know the, the stories of the parables and how he switches things on the judgmental people and on the Pharisees. And that was just—it was such an honor to be able to play that. You know? Wow! Wow! That's that's incredible. That's and good for you, Matt. That's that's great. Well, um, so so. Doing all this, and and one of the things that another thing that I notice with this is is you uh, you're, you're very gracious about about this because again I've heard uh, some of the things that you've had to go through. Uh, I'm sure people have been less than gracious to you, and this is something that I find also very impressive and really important for me to work on is how to be what you might say a warrior for truth, right? You say, okay, you know, this is, this yeah. is what's going on, but not be divisive about it. Yeah, yeah. So could you talk a little bit more about your philosophy with that? Because obviously truth is very important to you. And obviously I, I, you're I'm, very gracious. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to start with a story. Fantastic. So, I, when I was about 25, I somehow ended up on this panel uh, called AVOL. In Lex I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and it's AIDS Volunteers of Lexington. And I was uh, on their board. I, I, I really don't remember how that happened, but, and I became a caregiver for uh, a guy named Philip Pendrum who is now deceased. And Philip was full-blown AIDS, you know, he was really suffering. And um, I just, I felt like it was something I should do. So I started uh, just taking doctor's appointments, doing his laundry. I went to what I call his very gay birthday party. And I was around zero gay people at the time, more zero that were like actually out, you know, because I was, like I said, I was still finding my way through that conservative uh, church at that time. And everything in my heart believed that Philip was okay and that I loved him, but everything that I had been taught was that Philip should be ashamed and that he shouldn't be gay. Mm. Uh, and that this disease, you know, had happened because of his poor lifestyle. Mm. Um, and so... But my, my heart did not resonate with that, but I didn't have the words to say what I really felt. 
Does that make sense? Where, yeah. Like, every once in a while, when you're doing something, you go to a symposium or something, and a door opens, and you're like, oh, like, I didn't even know all of that was in there. You know, and so it was, it was kind of that way for me, where I was just loving this guy and being kind to him because I felt like he needed my help, not realizing this was a huge lesson for me that I'd carry with myself, you know, carry around for the rest of my life. Huh. But, so, as I began to read, and there were some contemporary uh, Christian authors, Donald Miller uh, was a big one for me, uh, a guy named Brian McLaren, Leslie Newbegin, uh, all these different writers I was reading, and they were what was called, at the time, um, everybody was calling it postmodernism, Christianity. Okay. You know, postmodernism is just a, you know, it's just an era time. Uh, and, but these writers were, were looking at everything differently, but they were still Christian uh, people. And when I was reading them, all of those doors were opening, all those new categories were opening for me. And I thought, oh, I can do this, 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 this feels like me. You know, I don't, I just, I never felt like that guy that, super conservative, whatever, but I never, like I said, I never wanted to let go of my faith. So, over time, I became more and more liberal with my theology, or generous is what I would call it, with my orthodoxy and my theology, and, and but I but I sort of hit that in the churches that I was running in, which, you know, is not the best thing to do, I wouldn't recommend it, but but every once in a while, I would, I would just get into these conversations with people that were a little bit more like me, and and it was, you know, tough, because there was a time when I was like, oh, gay is fine, people are gay, you know, I would encourage them not to be sleeping around with everyone, but to get in a committed relationship, or, you know, I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do, that's fine, but I did still have a moral compass, or I feel like relationships are very important you know, to commit to and to honor and to, you know, so anyway. Right. Um, so now, you know, over the, over the past few years when I stepped away from the church full time, I no longer had this pressure to say and do things. And, and my problem was, Josh, that I was writing a lot. I published this book and I was writing a lot of articles that were not hand in glove with the church that I was attending, and I was starting to get pushed back, mm-hmm. which is fine. That they're where they are, and I'm where I am. But it came to a place where they were saying, you know, I can't have you saying things like that. We can't have you writing this stuff because it's not necessarily where we are, so knock it off. And that was a point in time where I had to say, oh, no. God, no, I'm, I'm, I was 44 at the time, I think, uh, and I thought, no, I know who I am, and I know what I believe, and I'm not going to stop writing this stuff, because I am reaching people that you never will, right. and, it, and it was people that said no to the church, because they hated what they found there, and in turn said no to God, and I was telling them, yeah, it doesn't really have to be that way, I mean, you can live your life, and have your thoughts about spirituality and whatever. God still loves you. He's still around. Let's find them together. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't have the corner of the market on who God is, you know, right, right. And, and how that works, works out. So I was just very honest with that, and my message came way less about what do you believe, what do you believe, which, you know, you'll never hear Jesus say, here are the things that I need you to believe, you know, other than saying that he's the son of God. He does say that. 
But other than that, it's not a list of beliefs. It's just, I thought, I'm just going toward the love because that's where, that's naturally how I'm wired anyway. I can encourage and love people. Uh, I don't care who you are or what you believe. You know, I love you. And that goes for conservative or liberal. So I sort of just stayed on that path of love and made a lot of friends. You know, and uh, so that's, that's, love is not divisive. And so when people get real, like, well, I just don't know what to tell this person, or I just can't co-sign their lifestyle, or they're this, I'm like, man, so, like, when the Bruce Jenner thing came out, and it was polarizing, and people were like, he can't be this, or he's born male, or all that crap, and I thought, man, if you would just focus on loving, and stay out of the man's business, like, you can't go wrong with love. You can go wrong with everything else. But you can't go wrong with love. So put your judgment or your, you know, putting this guy's life under a microscope and trying to figure it out. Put all of that aside and just love the person. Transgender, gay, straight, Catholic, evangelical, atheist, agnostic, whatever. Just love. And I think if there's a God out there, he'll get his message through. That's what I say. That's, oh, well, applause, applause. I, I love doing these interviews because I get like this, this own personal concert, you know, and there's just sound of two hands clapping, you know, <laughs> speaking of religious philosophies. <laughs> so, so, wow, wow. So, so, and, and, um, I, I was just, I was, I was caught up in that. I was supposed to be like, you know, getting the next thing lined up, but I'm like, man, this is, this is great. So, and, and so how has this been, how has this this philosophy been received? Like, where, where is it resonating the most that you find? Well, hey, listen, uh, and I am a glass half full guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a pretty happy person. Every day, kind of, whatever I decide to make it. I have my hard times, and, and the crazy thing is, if, you, if anybody reads my book, I mean, some people have said, man, I thought you would be more distracting, because I talk a lot about pain. You know, and have had my fair share of it, but for the most part, I'm a happy guy. So I think that people receive the message because I think a lot of times I'm saying things that they believe that they're not maybe willing to say or maybe they're afraid to say, or they haven't expected that a Christian person would say. Mm. And so it's like, oh, good, wow, there's a Christian that's not crazy, you know, kind of thing. So people are receiving it well, but then there are some people that, you know, I got a message from a lady last week or a comment on a post that I was wearing a T-shirt that said, um, uh, we're open. I go to church called St. Louis United Methodist Church, and they are an open community, so I can go there, um, and I don't have to pretend, or they're not trying to tell me to not be gay, because I'm not trying to not be gay. You know, and I, I just posted a picture with me with this T-shirt on that said, we're an open community, you know, uh, and said, I love that I'm going to a church that, where I can wear this T-shirt, and it's a good thing. And people were just like, yeah, that's awesome. We're excited for you. Yeah, I mean, 90% of the stuff is good. But then I got, you know, a, a, a comment from a lady that said, I am, I am sick of standing by and watching how you have train wrecked your family. Oh, my. Yeah, and, it you know, it was not a good place. But here's, here's what this woman does it now. She has no idea that I have sat in the parking lot of Wendy's 
and could barely breathe. I was crying so hard, ending my marriage. Mm-hmm. And the the month that I sat by myself where my kids were struggling to talk to me because they were so broken and confused by all of it, you know, she had no idea the amount of thought, time, and prayer that went into this decision. Uh, and, and so there are people like that out there that are seeking to understand, and that's really okay. I, I deleted her comments because it's my Facebook and I can do what I want. Right, <laughs> but right. I, sent her, I sent her a private message and said, look, I know it's tough to understand. None of us knows what's going on in somebody else's family. We, can, we can't possibly know what's actually there, you know, and so I'm going to delete your comment. With, with the whole thing is, is very refreshing in. And w- so it's one of the things that, that I love about the, the uh, a podcast and people coming on and sharing their stories and everything is for people who are listening and who might be like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, that, that, you know, that resonates with me or, or this is, this is, this is neat. What you've obviously been through a lot of finding yourself. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who might be listening in who's trying to find themselves in, in, in whatever capacity? What's, what are a couple of nuggets that you've picked up along the way um, that you really that have resonated with you to be like, oh, this has helped me in my journey to find the real Matt? Yeah, here, here's one of the biggest. And write this one down because this is, this is it for me. I am not that smart of a guy. I am not. I knew this one thing. I cannot do it alone. I can't do it alone. And I have to surround myself with people who are what I want to be. They're, that are happy, joyous, and sweet. You know, that's what I want. And how do they, they get there? Are they just living in denial? But no, these are people who tell the truth about themselves who are honest about the pain and the struggles that they have in life, that life is difficult, but not all the time. So they, those are the people that I've gone to, and I found them in counselors. I found them in the, a, the rooms of recovery through AA uh, and sponsorship uh, in there. If people listening that are in AA or Al-Anon will know what that means. Um, but and, and through mentorship, you know, of, and so I've sent years with people of 
that time and listening to what they have to say and doing what they told me to do over what I thought I should do. Mm. You know, so through my whole coming out with my sponsor, man, I was ready to come out quick. I just wanted to rip the band-aid off and, you know, and he just kept saying, hang on, hang on, let's just wait here. Let's, let's do this when, if people come against you, uh, you can handle it. Are you at that point yet? And I was like, no. And so it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do it. But he said, let's just wait. Let's just wait. So I, I do that. But seeking help, getting counseling, I mean, that is, I just think, so important. Find a good counselor, someone you resonate with. If you don't resonate with them in three sessions, find somebody else that you do. And so that is one of the biggest ways that I have figured out how to do hard things. It's it's. Some people call it courage or bravery, and, and Josh, I, I swear, it just, it, everything I've done coming out, oh, God, and, and admitting that I was an alcoholic, these things brought me to the freaking end of myself, where I just, I thought, I cannot do this, I can't do this, mm-hmm. you know, but when you have people standing around you, holding up your arms, you can do it, and, that, and that's what I've had, so just don't try doing it alone that's that's beautiful that's awesome wow wow well well excellent advice and and i appreciate you sharing that um with i because well, i think everybody is hopefully trying to find themselves in in some capacity or other so that's that's cool well, and actually that's i have just a couple of notes that i wrote down and uh and that is a that is a beautiful tie-in to to things if anybody has any questions for you um are are you I heard a rumor that you do some coaching as well. Is that true? Yeah, I do life coaching. I got licensed uh, last summer. Congrats. And, um, and have been doing that, and it's like, it's, uh, I love it. It's like a career path that, like, like really fit. You know what I mean? That's... I, lo- I love doing that. And if people are interested in that, they can just hit me up on Facebook. I'm, I'm public. My page is public on there, so they can find me. Uh, there and just send me a message if they're interested in doing something like that because you can do it over the phone, which is awesome. In fact, most of my clients are over the phone or if they're local, I'll meet them. Yeah, we meet up. Well, and I'll post some links on the show description too, but... I was like, you know, okay. uh, that, that was, that was just a perfect lead in, you know, it was, it was like we had planned that or something. It was perfect. I'm like, Oh, I've got to ask him about that. <laughs> so, you did it. You did it. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Matt, this is, this is, this is wonderful. Uh, another question for you. If you, if you got a couple more minutes, cause I, I'm just loving, sure. loving hearing your thoughts on this. So, so, uh, I, I'm an agnostic and, one of the things that's really intriguing to me with this show is to have different people on of different faiths and to ask them sort of sort of what they think. And do you have something, um, what do you tend to do? I mean, I know it's, it's kind of a weird question, but do you have a, a message like one or two or, or ten things that you, you'd like to tell people who don't share your faith, but you would like them to know about it? About my faith? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I am probably the worst Christian ever. Like, I, there is there is this there is this this uh, Bible verse that that says, "If you seek me, 
you will find me if you speak with all your heart. Right. So I have, I have given up evangelizing, which is like telling you that the way that you're living is contrary to what God wants for you. Now, I think every single one of us, if there's a God, that we are living in some way that's contrary to what God wants for us because we don't love enough, we're not honest enough, uh, we're self-absorbed, you know, and those things. And I am no better than my agnostic brother or my atheist sister. In fact, one of my closest friends who has walked with me through the whole thing is an atheist Christian. And, and, and so I, I don't even think of her that way because I value that her journey and how she arrived where she did. So when I hear you say that, it just, I believe that people are, who are pursuing a good life and are pursuing love behind all of that love, I believe is God. And, and if it's true one day, that we, you know, we die and we go to heaven and there's God. I don't think that, that it's, you know, for, for an atheist who doesn't believe in God, I think that person will find God in eternity. I, I think that they, all of the love that they have given, I think God will reveal to them behind all of that was me. Wow. That was me. You wow. know, so... That, that's the way I look at it. To me, that, that is a much more benevolent and gracious God. And that's the God that, that's why I love God the way I do, because of that right there. That's what I believe about him, not this punitive wagon finger. And I'll just shut up with that. But so, um, awesome. so I respect you, Josh, where you are. And maybe sometime after this, we can talk, because I'd love to hear more about your, your faith journey and how you arrived where you have. Matt, well, hey, gee, thank you, thank you so much. Well, you know, I'd like to uh, like to give a shout out to my mom for for introducing uh, me to you, and and that's like her one of her favorite things about you is you're able to present something that matters so deeply to you in such a open and welcoming way. So, um, so well, there is, I'm I was going to give a shout out to your mother because. I adore your mom and her pink. I have her um, her artwork in my house awesome. in my daughter's room, awesome. and I've sent it out to family members because it's so healing and cathartic and wonderful and creative. Uh, so anyway, I'm sure all of your listeners probably know who she is, but what a great spirit, man! Love her. Hey, she she is awesome, and thanks for the shout out. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll send her the link. It'd be like, I was talking to her and she goes, oh, I can't wait to listen. So, um, okay. Matt, Matt, this has just been so wonderful. Before we get it wrapped up, is there anything else that you would like to add? No. Oh, my publisher put my book out of print because I'm gay. Oh, right. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. I forgot about that. So the the book is still out there on Amazon, and still the copies are are uh, bought up. It's called Finding God in the Ruin. Yes. Uh, the subtitle is How God Redeems Pain. Uh, and if you look it up, Finding God in the Ruins, you'll find it there. Uh, while you know, while the copies are still there, you can you can buy them up because they won't be there for long, and then I'll probably self publish uh, the the book uh, in a in a different. 
much. Dory, and it's for, it's, Dory about ahead. that. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead and finish. I was just going to say, it is, it is for people who are trying to reconcile the pain in life with God and who are like, it's a sham or are just like, it makes no sense to me. I don't understand. It is, it is my journey of being able to know what I went through, you know, and, and, and understand and make peace with a God who can allow for all of that. Mm, what an important topic. And I'm, I'm so ticked at your publisher um, for putting it out of print. And yeah. you're, you're very gracious, but, but, but I, I'm working on being as gracious. But I'm like, man, that's, that's terrible. And, and uh, so, so I was, um, I don't know if, if you heard this story or not. But so I heard, I heard through the grapevine that this had happened. And uh, mom's like, I was over visiting one day. And she goes, you know, I, I'm going to write to the publisher and ask them oh, yeah. why they did this. You know, she's like, I'm I'm not Christian and this book is reaching me and it's doing a good thing and, and you know they're they're shooting themselves in the foot and you know why why are they doing this? And this and, and they're being hypocritical. So so she so she writes them this this letter that's that's very open and asking them and it's non it's it's non judgmental, um, but it's also like it's it's a bit like why would you do this, right? So a couple weeks later, I was over, stopped by for a snack, and the mail came in. And there was a return letter from the publisher. And it was so bad, they were like, well, there's still copies available on Amazon. Like, I mean, it was like, so like, like, why would they even send this? This was just like a slap in the face. It was so passive aggressive. And it was so, and, and it did not go over well at the table. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. And, and it's unfortunate because they are, and, and they're not, so I use this word loosely found because I do want to say this, that, that the people that work there are, they, they were so wonderful to me and, and so gracious and so kind. They really were. But it's hard when you're part of an organization that uh, whole has, has sort of written down their belief system. So I can tell you this from my own experience with being in a corporation that, that does not hold my personal beliefs that I work there, is that unless you want to go find yourself another job, you know, you can be put out of a job. And that's sad, but it's true. So I don't think that the of what they really have for me gets communicated in those, in those letters because they're really wonderful people. And they may not believe the same way, but they really are, are good. But you're right, they shouldn't have said, hey, there's more property still. The problem is that just seems like they're money hungry. It and was... maybe the corporation is, but the individuals, I just worked with the individual people there, and they weren't. They're good, good people. But... Well, I'm, I hear you. I'm glad to hear. It. I'm glad to hear. It. Yeah, because whoever whoever wrote the letter for for a communications professional failed. <laughs> so so yeah. So well, well, I hope you I hope you um get that back out um with self publishing or another deal because it's an important message that people need to hear. Um, I feel like you know TV host, and the, the name of the book is Finding God in the Ruins, and picture me holding it up right now. Um, so we'll post we'll post some links in the show description. So Matt, th okay. th All right, that thank you so very much. And people can find you at mattbayswriter.com, right? Yep, that's yeah. correct. 
fantastic. And on Facebook and and uh, make the connection and and follow your continuing journey. Yeah. So, Matt. Yeah, I'd love it. Thank you for everything. Thanks for coming by the show and thanks for your gracious spirit. Keep up the good work. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. And thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Matt. And hey, we'll have you back soon and hear how things are going. All right, sounds good. You've been listening to The Signal Man Show. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and we're broadcasting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoundCloud, iTunes, and everywhere fine podcasts are found. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. And hey, during season two, try to get more people involved with this. So drop me a line at joshjoshurban.com or tweet at me at don'tjoshme. You can have a, a story, a question, a hello, a shout out to Aunt Margaret, or a good deed that you saw or that you did. It doesn't matter. It's so nice that you're here, so keep it fresh, keep it funky, keep it real, and I will catch you on the flip side. See you next time.